right. Welcome to the Inclusion Solution Live podcast from the Winters Group. On this season of our podcast, we're taking a deeper dive into the chapters of our new book, Racial Justice at Work, Practical Solutions for Systemic Change. I'm Gabby Gonzalez, marketing and PR strategist here at the Winters Group, and I am so happy to be here co-hosting with our founder and CEO, Mary Frances Winters. Thank you so much, Gabby. It's good to be here again with you um, as well, and it is just so wonderful to have Lorraine Orr with us um, today, uh, as well as our special as our special guest. I'm just I'm just tickling. I almost feel like I'm just giddy because I haven't seen L L Lorraine in so long, and we did some work uh, a year or so ago. And she's just such an amazing leader, and so I'm just really interested in, in digging in. But this this podcast is a companion piece, you know, to the book. Our our book uh, really tries to provide some really practical, actionable ways in which to actualize justice in the workplace. And we want to talk about, you know, justice specifically, because we all know that we still have a ways to go, you know, to get there. And so we have guests on this podcast series, which help us to, and help us understand how to do it and to give us some ideas and how they're doing it in their, in their organizations. And we're also going to uh, be having um, some of our other episodes feature our authors, the authors of our book and you know why they why they wrote it. And Gabby is an author um, in the book as well. And so we um, want to be able to share with everyone on this podcast various aspects of actualizing uh, racial justice um, at work. So great to be here. I'm checking in today, really just so excited um, to finally um, have uh, Lorraine in the room. Absolutely. I know I'm checking in in such a good mood because the two of you were making me laugh earlier. So um, I think we're good to go. Um, Lorraine, how are you checking in? Uh, I, I am checking in well. And Mary Frances, so good to see, to see you again. Gabby, nice to meet you. And uh, just honored to, to, to be here today and have an opportunity to have a discussion with you. Yeah, that's great. So Lorraine, tell us about yourself. Tell us about, you know, who you are, the kind of work that you do, how you got into this work, where you come from, you know, who you people are. <laughs> we, want, we want to know more about, about who you are and your journey. All right. So I, my name is Lorraine Orr, and I'm the Executive Vice President and Chief Operations Officer for Boys and Girls Clubs of America. We are a uh, youth-serving organization serving young people ages 6 to, to 18, 5,100-plus uh, uh, locations around the globe. Although we're not an international organization, we serve uh, uh, military-connected young people on U.S. military bases in, in 15 countries. So I've been a part of the Boys and Girls Clubs for, for 35 years now. I started working a, as a college student. Uh, and as we go into this conversation, I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you, you more around why equity is important to me based on you know, my first experiences in working uh, with young people uh, in, in North Carolina. And it just so happens it was young people in, uh, in public housing that, you know, identified like me. Although I didn't grow up in public housing, uh, you know, I had a similar background, right? Uh, you know, I was born in, in 1966, the first uh, uh, person in my family born in a, an integrated hospital. Uh, and, you know, and the challenges with that and born as a, a premature uh, two months early, 
Uh, and, and, you know, my mom, who was a, a teenage mom, you know, who already had two children, but a teenage mom and was told that the, the night that I, uh, I was born that uh, I wouldn't live through the night. Uh, so I, I probably am the first person that you will ever meet with two birthdays. I was born on September 28th, but because they told my mom I wouldn't live through the night, they never bothered to document my birth. So I, I lived to the next day. So my official birthday on the uh, on my birth certificate is September 29th. Uh, so, so my mom, I just lost my mom in September, but she, she used to call me every day on September 28th because that, that was the day that I was born in her mind. So as you think about my, my work, right. And, and what I do for, for, for boys and girls clubs and everything from organizational development, safety, crisis intervention, youth development, you know, I have, you know, 10, 12 verticals that report into me. It's all about ensuring that young people have equitable experiences, right? You know, what I know from my personal experiences and born in the, in the 60s in, in, in the South, uh, that they're, they're, you know, young people uh, deal with, uh, with the systemic issues around equity and, and access. And what I believe is when you, 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 you provide the right level of opportunities, then, and what we have to do is just ensure, regardless of how a young person, you know, looks racial, gender, uh, you know, all the dimensions of diversity, right? They should be able to walk in a, a, a place and feel loved and respected just for who they are. And they should be able to, to, to experience, ex live the experiences that they live, right? And, 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 and not feel like they, have, they are denied anything based on where they live, what the color of their skin is, how they identify. So, so my life's work three decades now have been all around trying to, to, to break down these systemic barriers that our young people face. Uh, in adult space, right? I mean, for, for me myself, right? And, and and breaking down those barriers so that we 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 do have equal access regardless of of, of where we live, our zip code, who our parents were, etc. Lorraine, oh my goodness! I mean, you you having been at Boys and Girls Clubs of America for more than thirty years, it sounds like you've definitely grown as a leader. Um, and today. Uh, Mary Frances, we want to talk a little bit about your chapter on, on the leadership imperative for racial mm -hmm. justice at work. I don't know if you could tell us. Yeah, yeah. so um, I specifically sought you out <laughs> to talk about um, the leadership imperative. So one of the chapters in the book um, on racial um, justice is the need for uh, leaders to step up um, and not just step up uh, with their words but to step up with their with their actions as well, um, to be courageous and to be vulnerable and to be willing to uh, to be willing to be criticized and even you know ostracized if if that's the case in the name of in the name of justice. And I know for many organizations and yours um, you know yours included, we work with a lot of different leaders. I, I coach a lot of different different leaders, um, and they have to balance. You know they have to balance all of these different. Um, uh, all of these different beliefs and values um, 
and um, different stakeholders, if you will. You know, there, there'll be boards of directors. You have, um, you know, you have staff, you have parents, you have volunteers, you have all of these different entities. Uh, so as, as so, so that's why I wrote that chapter because um, it, it's just so important in these quests for racial justice that leaders um, really, really step up and not just with their words um, and not just with the platitudes, um, but actually um, with getting things done. And um, I found you to be that kind of leader. So Gabby, that that's why I picked Lorraine and. Um, you know, she, you actually inspired some of the recommendations that, um, that mm -hmm. I use in the chapter. Well, thank you for sharing that, uh, Mary Francis, because when I, I, I read the chapter, uh, that particular chapter really resonated with me. And there were a, a, a couple of things there. And that was, you know, this, this tone from the top, right? Mm -hmm. and, you know, this idea of committed leadership. And the, and the second thing was the acknowledgement that, you know, not all things are equal, right? Mm -hmm. and, 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 and the final piece for me is what are you going to do about it? And, mm -hmm. you know, so, so as I think about uh, racial equity, the first thing that comes to mind for, for me is, is one, um, being able to, to, to live your authentic self regardless of, of where you are. Because I, I will promise you, when I've walked into boardrooms, you know, I, I, you know, that whole idea of imposter syndrome, I say, mm -hmm. oh, man, am I supposed to be here? Mm -hmm. um, but but because the, 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 the work drives me so much in terms of what we need to do, what we have a responsibility to do, mm -hmm young people in, in this nation that 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 quickly dissipates mm -hmm. um, but 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 the 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 idea here is 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 making sure that regardless of anything that young people all people and you know my my lens is for through young people but all people so if you hear me say young people all people mm -hmm. you know that they they deserve and an equal equal opportunities. Uh, and, you know, just recently, I, I just happened to be in, in the city uh, of Detroit, and I watched five young Black men between the ages of 13 and 19 who had been a part of their workforce readiness program, uh, the, 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 you know, around fashion. Five young black men that would literally be in New York and, and for the New York fashion show, all club kids, five, five of these young men, they sat on the stage and they talked about, you know, and they had mentors who were black men who had already broken into the space, right? Mm -hmm. But to see these young men uh, talk about, you know, what they knew their barriers are going to be, but they, they, I mean, they literally sat in front of an audience. I'm sitting there watching them. I was like, like hey, my stuff deserves to be in sack. I had never been in sacks, but my stuff deserves mm -hmm. to be in sacks, right? Mm -hmm. and, and, and you know, this is this is uh, you know what an organization like ours or leaders can do when they when they help young people see that yes, there are systemic barriers, and we're going to tell you what those are, right? Mm -hmm. But we're, we're going to equip you to to overcome those barriers. Mm -hmm. 
And that's the, the, for me what 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 it's all about is giving experiences and opportunities to 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 people, anybody, even me, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I chose to go to a a small liberal arts college, uh, you know, because you know in my neighborhood where we grew up in this little small town in Mint Hill, North Carolina, the whole street was just my family, and 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 you know we all looked alike. But for me to be successful or to be able to to get comfortable in other spaces, I, I went to this school. It was a very small black population of students, but it, it, it was empowering for me because uh, as uncomfortable as I was on days, right? But I, I, I knew that I, I needed to, to, to see more, to understand more. Now, I'm not saying that I have ever been in a space where, you know, uh, as a as a black woman, as a openly gay black woman that I, I haven't dealt with, you know, uh, you know, um, racism because I have. But but what I, I know is when we talk about justice, particularly racial justice, is being able to see beyond the differences and expose young people or people to opportunities that may be uncomfortable, but to help everybody understand at the end of the day, we're all human. Now, I also, but I recognize some of the challenges that I deal with from, you know, high blood pressure to all of the other things that, you know, are Mm -hmm. what the historic trauma does Mm -hmm. to to people Uh, and helping, you know, the, the, you know, my, family, my colleagues, others, for us all to understand that. And, you know, and obviously certain things that we need to do from a health perspective. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, I, I recognize those things and the impact on me, my family, etc. But I also know that when you give people opportunities and, and, and help build skills and and, and and courage in a lot of ways, right, that that you can overcome uh, you know, some of the, the injustices that, that exist today. Now, a long way to go to, 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 to dismantle these uh, uh, systems, right, mm-hmm. that designed to deny access. Uh, but, I, I, you know, I'm a person that, that believes that if, if, I, if, I, if I work hard enough, along with the colleagues and the tens of thousands out there that are working for this, you being one, Mary Francis, and what you did for our organization and helping our leaders understand our own issues, right? I mean, we got uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> we got uncomfortable a lot, right. but, but we grew from that. And, and I and you 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 will be so proud of us because we mm-hmm. we are growing every single day as a leadership team and that is cascading to, through our organization. I mean, we're launching movement uh, employee resource groups. We're getting ready to launch seven movement resource groups for our native uh, population, for our women, our, our, our Gen Zs, our uh, Latinx community, our black, uh, uh, our, our black colleagues and our, and our uh, LGBTQ plus uh, colleagues. I mean, and I will tell you, it is going to be one of the most powerful things that we do as a movement because we're giving voice to people 
And when we give voice to those adults, they're going to translate that down and give voice to young people. So these are the volunteer, the movement groups of the volunteers, and no, this well, it's our staff and oh, volunteers, staff and volunteers. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And then we're launching employee resource groups internal to Boys and Girls Clubs of America. So I'm, I have the honor of being the executive sponsor for the movement resource groups, and I tell you, they are uh, we, we've we've activated them, and we're launching pu publicly in May at our national convention. And I, 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 I I'm just ready to hold on because <laughs> they they, wow. they are so ready to go, so right. ready to go. Wow, that is so so powerful. Thank you for uh, thank you for sharing. I want to just lift up, I'm going to turn it back to you, but I also just lift up a couple of things. One of the things you said, you said was authenticity. And, and coupled with that, you also said not um, to, to not deny that there are barriers, right? Being honest. So I, right. what I took from that is like being, being totally, not sugarcoating things and, and not dismissing things or minimizing things. I think sometimes today we, we tend to minimize, but as a leader, you know, being, you know, you're being authentic by saying, Hey, yeah, it's, it's real. It's real out there. And those young men who, you know, who went to, the, to New York and you as a leader supporting them in being able to be themselves. Right. So that's a key, I think, some key leadership uh, tips. I'm sorry, Gabby, I just had to say it. I was just so. so no, you don't think. We're kind of going back and forth here, uh, audience, and it was Gabby's turn, but I kind of. Oh, <laughs> that's all right. I'm not even tracking. Well, I was just going to say, this sounds like it's going to be such a success. I just was curious if you had to deal with any sort of resistance along the way um, in trying to launch these. <laughs> And how did you handle that? If so, <laughs> so so you know, I, I think um, yes, resistance, absolutely resistance, um, and and uh, some of which was unconscious, and some uh, I'm sure was conscious, right? Um, but but what I will will say is, you know, when you're committed to a a, a cause, or or and for me, I I, I see our work in, in our space as, as, as a responsibility, right? And, a, mm -hmm. uh, and one that I, I take really seriously. But when, when but so when you come upon that resistance is really how do you, 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 you work around it or work through it? Uh, I, I like to work through it. And, and Mary Frances, when we, we worked with us as a leadership team, I mean, some of the, the, um, the, how she empowered us as a team to to challenge each other. You know, I, I'm able now to do that with more confidence outside of you know outside of the national office, the national mm -hmm. building when I'm talking to our our, our local leaders, uh, and, and you know, and, and and really helping people just get comfortable with. At the end of the day, we're we're all different. But but there are there are things we, we we can coalesce around, and we are coalescing around the need to make sure that young people in this nation, because at some point all of us here, you know, our time is up. <laughs> yeah, our, our our time is going to be up. And what have we done to prepare this next generation of leaders to 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 not have to to have two birthdays, right? Yeah, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. So 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 that's what is that's what it's about. And and listen, um, 
I believe we're going to continue to have challenges. You know, if you think about where we are as a nation, you know, any organization is a microcosm of, of, of what we see play out every single day. The, the key is, is, is to, to uh, the point that Mary Frances made in her, in her book is how do we acknowledge it and how are we, her words were, how are we be per persistent, right? Mm -hmm. Persistent about being able to call that out and having a level of comfort with it. And not everybody is going to be happy. I mean, there's going to be some people that will walk away and, and, and have to sit with it. I mean, because there have been days I can promise you that I've come home and, you know, and I've said, okay, if, if I say what it does on, on, my, on my heart right now, uh, I may regret it. So let me sit with it. Let me sit with it, find the right word so it doesn't yet become another stereotype, that I don't yet become an er mm -hmm. another stereotype, right? And, and I think having that self-awareness and, and, and mm -hmm. having uh, people like Mary Frances and the Winners Group work with us to help us find that, that space, um, you know, because it's not, a, uh, for most, it's not innate, right? Mm -hmm. Somebody has to help you figure out how you see each other, how you work with each other. And that's what, what you all at the Winners Group did for us as a national organization and something that we're now able to, to, to cascade down through our organization. I know I rambled there. I hope well, I no, 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 not at all, not at no. all. No, you, you are know. telling your story and that is how we're making connections because what's really resonating with me right now, I'm still thinking about your two birthdays. Um, <laughs> It reminds me of my own story with my, my son. Um, he's three now, and he was born prematurely, about a month early. And I was told at the first um, prenatal appointment that I had miscarried. Mm. And, you know, I, I was at the doctor. We had already heard the heartbeat. And then, you know, they're going to do an exam. She's like, oh, actually, you know, I'm sorry, you miscarried. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I just heard the heartbeat. And she's like, wait, we got to make sure. Got to get it all out. And then we'll go back and. Um, you know, we'll do another ultrasound. And in the meantime, you know, there was no, how are you feeling? You know, just how are you? <laughs> you know, it was just sort of like, no, you miscarried. Also, do you eat a lot of rice, you know, because you're bloated? And I <laughs> was just like, is this happening to me? <laughs> and, um, you know, but sure enough, you know, we go back and we go do the ultrasound. There was a heartbeat, you know, and they were wrong. <laughs> um, but it's just sort of like, you know, you have to be very self-aware. I wish that doctor had been a little more self-aware in that moment yeah. of <laughs> how they were coming across, what they were saying, any sort of bias or stereotype that was, you know, going through their minds. I mean, I, because for me, I was, I was, you know, already in my forties. Um, so just thinking, you know, if there was a bias that thought I was just going to go ahead and miscarry because of my age or, um, you know, I don't know what the comment on my diet was about, but <laughs> anyway, but yeah. No, you so, don't, Gabby, you don't know what the comment about diet was about? <laughs> well, I do, but yeah, I, I was going to say, yeah, you do. Yeah, oh, right. I do, yeah. I do, I do. And yeah, it was very shocking when it came out, but yes. So, so I think I think the ability um, to to um, be open enough to tell our stories, to be vulnerable, vulnerable enough to tell our stories. And so I remember some of those sessions that we had with the leadership team. And I want to say this, that and just... Uh, really commend the leadership of the Boys and Girls Clubs of America uh, because they committed to um, one year where every other week I came to the leadership team meeting because you all meet every week, right? But every other week I came uh, for an hour to 90 minutes. Sometimes it was 90 minutes. Sometimes it was an hour. 
And it was, we did it in a very developmental way because oftentimes this work, um, people want to do it in a nanosecond. They want to do it in two hours. Okay, I, I had that briefing. I understand that now. Let me go back and do my work. The other thing that we were able to do is we were, well, two things I want to say. We were able to connect it to operations and connect it to the marketing and communications and connect it to all of the different aspects of the organization. And what we find with other leadership teams, I, we work with a lot of leadership teams, but what we find with leadership teams oftentimes is that they're not open with each other. They don't, and I'm, I'm not putting an indictment or, or blaming anybody, but they're not open with each other, not vulnerable to share, you know, what, what are you feeling? And I think, uh, Lorraine, one of the things that I noticed about you from the very beginning in these meetings was that you were willing to sort of, um, what's, what do they call it, the elephant in the room? You were willing to put that in the room. You were willing to put it in the room. And it took a while for others to, to you know, and it was uncomfortable. It was absolutely uncomfortable. And what I think one of, is one of your, uh, what, what I see was one of your greatest leadership qualities is that, is to be able to state what, 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 it, what it is that other people were not willing to say and then sit in that silence because that's what happens sometimes. You said something, you said it, and it just was, it was just silent. Yeah. Uh, and so that's why, again, one of the reasons I wanted to have you on, because I think, you know, you're, 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 a, uh, you're a black gay woman leader uh, in an, uh, an institution, an organization that's been around for how many, how many years? North of 160 now. Right, exactly. So very, very traditional organization. And we talked about uh, certain policies and practices and whatnot that, you know, hadn't been challenged. And I remember the story that you told about, um, even about dress codes and things like that. And, mm -hmm. you know, I believe you told a story about how um, there was a certain way that uh, a certain, a certain um, what do you want to call it, uniform that, um, and, and for black women, that uniform didn't quite work because it wasn't flattering to black women's bodies. Remember? Do you remember? Yeah, 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 yeah. See, and I remember it too, right? Yeah. And, 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 but but you were you were willing to and, and you challenged that I, I I believe in the organization. Do you want to talk about that? So so yeah and 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 it, it, certainly it it was the 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 uniform. What you a couple of things that you remember is is that we had a challenge inside the organization where there were some that uh, felt like that the business attire right and, and I feel most comfortable this way, but the business attire was not uh, uh, appropriate. You're, you're talking about uh, with H when we talk about, or somebody else on our staff when we talked about, uh, you know, the business casual mm -hmm. and not really being able to find that type of clothing that, that laid well for uh, a, a black body like mine uh, you, you know the piece for for, for, for me there were there were a, a couple of things for me it was you know the the challenge that and some of it may have been personal but the challenge that I felt and how hard it was for me to finally go to natural hair right and mm -hmm. you know I, and I, I I didn't have a choice after you know twins and they only sleeping two hours a night <laughs> some things oh, yeah. don't give up. <laughs> <laughs> and that was one of them, but it was really, really hard for, for, for me. Um, and, and, you know, now at our office, most people, most, uh, you know, uh, a lot of the, our black women wear natural hair. And, but, you know, when I, I when I started, uh, it, 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 
didn't feel comfortable, right? Because I mean, I got chastised once for the number of rings because I used to wear a lot of different rings on. Uh, I, and so, yo, well, you you certainly wear a lot of rings, and you know, and I, I didn't think anything about it because it's just kind of how you know we 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 rolled at the time. But 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 yes, and and I will I will tell you it is uncomfortable. Uh, but but for for me. Um, for for us as a, a collective group of, of professionals to 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 do us right and stand in in the gap for 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 so many that are you know that are falling through that gap and that gap widened right during the pandemic it widened mm -hmm. and it got a little more uh, scary uh, for for young black children after the the murder of George Floyd and so many others so so for me uh, I had to 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 have the personal reckoning and, and to say you know. Mm, there, there are some things that as a, an, an adult that is a, somewhat a seasoned professional that gets, uh, you know, a level of re respect in the organization. If I sit back, then there, there, you know, who else is going to do it? Uh, and, 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 and it was a reckoning. It was a personal reckoning and it, it was, it was hard. Um, but, uh, but I, I will say though, um, Having you help us as a team, you know, uh, lessened my anxiety with it um, because then I said, yeah, okay, other organizations and other leaders are experiencing the same thing. So mm -hmm. get out of my own head, right, and, and, and clear the way so that, you know, if I do it, then others on the team are, are going to do it. And you notice that our Black men started to speak up more. Right. Uh, and, and, you know, our, our women started to speak up more. Mm -hmm. And so so I, I think, and this is this is not a, a, a commercial for, for, for the winners group, maybe so, but, you know, here's the deal. I, it, if an organ, if you, if you recognize you need help, then you got to go to the expert. It's like I used to tell my mom when she would try to self-diagnose herself. I said, Mom, you do not have an RN or MD behind your name. So let's go to an expert <laughs> and, 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 and get the real advice. And that's what that's what the power of, uh, I think, consulting is and what you do, Mary Frances, and reading your books. And it's, it's one that I still hadn't been able to get through all the way because it, 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 it evokes uh, a lot of emotion, right? And I mean, you that's black. That's black fatigue, right? <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> uh, I, I'm I'm working on it. I'm working on it, but it, it is heavy. It well, you're is, so kind. It, 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 it is really heavy, but 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 it but it opened up so much for 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 me. And this is why there was no question when you asked me to do this with you that that I was honored because you have helped me personally, and 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 being able to tell my story, I'm just hoping that it, it helps other leaders, regardless of the sector, right? I mean, mm -hmm. I, I I happen to be in 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 one where you know millions of young people visit us every year, and that. That's a great responsibility because if we can change this dynamic in our nation, then we start to we we change the system, right? We dismantle the system and 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 we start to create new ones where, regardless of where you come from, that you know you, you it, it is equitable.
and, and inclusive, right? And mm -hmm. the, the inclusiveness and the access. Now, it's also what you do with it, right, as a person. Right. And, and I had my personal breakthrough where I knew what I had to do for my organization and, frankly, for me as a mom and what I, I, I wanted for my own young children, but also what I want for the children that, that are in our care as, as, as a Boys and Girls Club every single day. So all that to say is thank you. Um, well, thank you. And that's why you're mm -hmm. a great leader. You mm -hmm. know, all the things that you've just said, and you've, you've been very kind to say nice things about the Winters Group. I really appreciate it. But um, to our audience, just let me just say that I'm that I'm that I'm humbled by that. And I had no idea Lorraine was going to, to say those kinds of things. So um, we're not trying to sell our services. <laughs> it is our goal to it is our goal to make leaders uncomfortable. That is my goal. Make leaders uncomfortable. Um, you, you do a good job of it. <laughs> um, our last question, um, Gabby, you want to take that last question? Oh, sure. Yeah, I was biting, chomping at the bit for it. Uh, <laughs> uh, Lorraine, I mean, just your story. And first of all, just thank you for being you because, I mean, we just met and I feel comfortable telling you anything uh, already. And it's just, it is so powerful just to see you obviously so comfortable in your skin and just sharing your story and just you keep doing that. Um, we do want to know though, this is, you know, this can be very exhausting work, emotionally exhausting work. How do you fill your cup? How do you keep this work sustainable? Yeah. You know, and that's a, a really good question. And I, and I will say, um, um, it is fatiguing, uh, and um, and you know, for, for me, I haven't always got it right. I will promise you that. Uh, and and it's now, just now, I won't say just now, but in in the recent years that I, I've um, you know had to figure out how do I, I take care of self, right? Mm -hmm. And and so a, a part of that is is being able to to, to pull away from it and, and really reflect. Uh, and, and in that reflection, thinking about, you know, what parts of that that I need to carry. Um, because some things that people carry uh, is not their burden to carry. Uh, right. And, mm -hmm. and, and so I, I had to, 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 to do that reflection. The, the other for, for, for me uh, was getting beyond the stigma uh, of, of mental health and, and, mm. and, and needing a professional at times to talk to. Um, and and I, if there were, were a, a third, I, I would say is physically, you know, getting back into, I was an athlete in college and, you know, we worked out all the time, but, you know, when you, you, you get Would you play? Uh, uh, volleyball, basketball, and softball. But didn't you play? <laughs> <laughs> I was not a great tennis player. I can promise you that. But uh, but but yeah, I played. I was a three sport athlete, and uh, you know. So and once you get out of that, it kind of gets kind of you know into to the. The, I, when I was working with, with, with kids every day in, inside of the club, it was different. But, you know, once you start moving up, you know, you just start to sit a little bit more. But now it's just, the, you know, working out uh, more 
and uh, you know taking that 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 time that that I need to 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 re, re, uh, rejuvenate uh, both mentally and, and, and physically. But I think that the biggest is is really understanding what were the the, the things that I was carrying mm-hmm. uh, that that just sat with me and <clears throat> sat with me that I. Uh, that I didn't know what to do with, uh, and but I knew I didn't own. But for there was a part of me that said I did own it. So just just finding having that breakthrough um, uh, was probably the, the the most powerful because I I now have the uh, uh, ability to to let things just kind of roll and say, well, you know that. Anyway, that 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 was just not a smart comment to say, and and you know I'll I'll say my piece and then I'll move on, and and moving on was the hard part, right? But recognizing that that that, that there are still those 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 microaggressions that um, that that people uh, of color uh, women. Uh, you know, uh, experience our young people experience, and our job is to to how do we level that 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 field so that that they can realize the opportunities, right? And and you know, and and for for me, it's all about the you know the experiences, the lived experiences that they have, and that their next their own children will not live those same experiences, right? And, or, or, or have to deal with some of the same circumstances that young people today are, or that we all have, right? Given our, our you know, our, our generation. Not, not, uh, Mary Frances and I are probably close to <laughs> well, I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, but, but, you know, so it's just, it's the comfort and, and, and the confidence and, and, and again, understanding you know what what burdens are mine and, and, and which ones are are not, and being and being able to let them go. Yeah, that's right. That's oh, right. Lorraine, Lorraine, you just have filled our cups today. Uh-huh. You have absolutely given us so many gems as a leader of a major national. You know, this is you know Boys and Girls Club of America is a household name, and you have touched the lives of so many you know over the years and continue to continue to do so. And we all know that. You know, our youth that obviously are our future, right? And the work that you all do is just so critical and so amazing. And you are, you know, you're at the top of the, you know, top of the house, you know, do, doing this work. So can imagine the challenges that you have and, you know, in dealing with all of the diversity, right? Of the diversity of regional, regional diversity, you know, diversity, you know, uh, socioeconomic diversity, volunteers and, and staff and, you know, and you, you, you carry that all and you carry it well. So I just want to say thank you for what you do for our country, for what you do for our, our young people. Um, just um, really, and thank you for taking the time. I know how busy you are. So thank you for taking the time to be with us. We really appreciate it. Yeah. Listen, it's been my honor to, to to be here and have a conversation with the both of you. And Mary Frances, you know how I feel about you. So uh, uh, you. Uh, hopefully we can do this again someday. Uh, and, and if not, I still would love to stay in contact because I I, 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 I see you as a friend and a confident and, 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 and you fill my cup. So thank you. Thank you so much. Oh my so, goodness. That was so beautiful. <laughs> and I love, I mean, I'm definitely taking that away. Just like, what is mine to carry? Um, that was such a gem. Um, speaking of which, so just want to thank you again. Thank our audience. 
And I'm going to flip it to you, Mary Frances, to take us out. Thank you, Gabby. <laughs> and all I want to say as we leave is continue to reimagine racial justice at work. And thank you for being with us. <laughs>